You're now tuned into Mikey Check Mic check. Mic check, waifu, waifu. Demon Lord hitting in the leaf. Is that you? How, how long am I going to be a Demon Lord for? When am I going to be a good guy again? Good question. Are you still listening to the podcast Time to Speak? Yes, always. Demon. This is episode 97 of Mic Check Waifu Waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to lucomplex.com and use that offer code waifu to save on your entire cart. Also, check out don'ttalkshop.com. I'll come in later. Yo, quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Monique Williams Connor, explicitly, Treases, and our boy, Aaron Brown. Thank y'all so much for supporting this and a bunch of other episodes of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Your support means a lot. All of our Patreon supporters' support means so much to us. Couldn't do this without y'all. So, thank y'all very much. Um, this is episode 97. Um, 97 is going to be a special episode because we've both seen the Demon Slayer movie. Hey. So we have that to talk about. We're also going to discuss uh some of our favorites through the spring so far. And uh spoilers at the second half of the show for the Demon Slayer movie. So you can stick around. We're just gonna give our overall thoughts a little bit later in the show of Demon Slayer and what we thought of it. Uh generalities, if you will. No spoilers, and we'll let you know when it's the spoiler talk. Um, spoilers be spoiling straight up. First and foremost, tell I want to start off by saying I caught a show that I was in my planning that came out this spring that I completely didn't even watch until like I think two episodes was out. Let me make sure that's right. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you Boy, overlooked something. I did. I did, and it's something I'm surprised I overlooked, to be 100% honest with you. Here it is. It's got a, uh, now forgive me, of course, it's a Japanese name, so of course I'm going to have trouble with it. It's uh, Osamaki. It's a rom-com where the, uh, the childhood friend won't lose. That's the entire title. Osamaki, childhood friend won't lose? Mm-hmm. Uh, rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose. Now, check this shit out. This shit is fire. Real good so far. It's a slice of life, of course. Y'all know that's my shit for those of you who listen to my check waifu for a long time. Y'all know the Mercy slice of life with you. <laughs> slice of life is my shit. This show is special. Um, this is a situation where it's like I understand the main character because of the situation he's put in. Good main character. He is super oblivious though. He's like, you don't he again, typical slice of life rom com main character, main male character. Where he doesn't quite see through like the obvious hints right um so there's a situation to where this kid he was a childhood actor um coming up in the in the game his father was a stuntman his mother was also well she was uh, like a i guess you would can say an aspiring actress um trying to make it in the game um right. and he was a, a real famous he ended up becoming a real famous child actor because she couldn't get work but he could so she was living vicariously through him. So he wanted to do his best for his mother to uh, make her happy and support the family. And um, he loses his mother. And that's 
kind of a big deal because that is when he stops acting because she was acting her and like her whole best. Like the way she died is, is crazy. I'm, I'm gonna share it here because it's only it's only like the second episode, I think. Um, so she was acting like the best she could. It was a scene where she had to dodge it, like she got she was supposed to get hit by a car, right? Quote unquote. Um, she got she got hit by the car, but she acted so well that she hit her head on the concrete and died. So <laughs> it's fucked up, but it happened and it was sad. But so he he lost his mother. He feels like he's to blame for it because he was she he was the reason why she wanted to go so hard so she can continue to be an actress because that was very important to her. That was her dream. Again, she was living vicariously through her son. So he stops acting. He's in high school now. And, um, you know, shit is moving. He meets this girl who's actually a, uh, who's actually an, a light novel artist. She's extremely talented at what she does, like real good at, at writing stories. He goes to her and basically essentially confesses, uh, does he, he don't really confesses his love to her. He kind of shares, he's a, he's a fan of hers essentially. And right. when she thanks him for like recognizing her work. She's emotional, abiding and sad. And then that's when he initially falls in love with her. Um, she's obviously one of the most popular girls in the high school um, because she's pretty, uh, extremely talented, good at everything. Blah, blah, blah. He also has a childhood best friend who, <laughs> who is absolutely infatuated with him. And she's like so bold about it, but she know that he likes her. So she's like trying to get him to like her instead and it's a really good fucking story with two very good female characters. Again, kind of like my team romantic comedy snafu. And with, right. a, with a main character who's, he's not as good as Hashima, not even close, but he's a good main character. It's going to be another one of those where it's like, damn, is he going to make the right choice type of situations? Now, what's funny, uh, do I want to share? No, nah, I'm not going to share that. I think I'm going to stop right there because... <laughs> Because it's a very unique situation that gets put in. I'm going to wait until next week. Maybe some people that listen to us is going to watch it. I'm going to wait till next week to go into a little bit more spoiler detail on like the story of this. Because I, th- I feel like it's so good. So good. With um with the way it's doing this. Um, <laughs> Actually, let me just let me just see. Perfect. Perfect. Actually, I'm going to share it because it's, it's in the um, it's in the sub notes. So essentially the the very pretty writer was actually of a childhood friend of his too, but she mm-hmm. was, she dressed like a boy when she was younger. So he doesn't even realize it's her now. So her goal, because she felt like he stopped acting for other reasons and basically left her hanging as, as they were, when they were childhood friends, she wanted to get revenge on him. And the way she wanted to get revenge on him is by literally becoming the most pretty, most popular girl in the school and then turning him down whenever he confesses love. So he hasn't confessed his love to her yet, obviously, but she's planned on doing that. But she also just learned the real reason why he stopped acting. And it was because of his mother. So she's like now in love with him again. So it's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy and intense. And I love it so much so far. I'm, I- I'm looking at it and our style looks really good. It's too. so pretty. It's so pretty. It's only 12 episodes. I think I'm going to add it to my list. Watch it, bro. Watch it. It'll be real nice if you watch this one with me. Real nice. Bet. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm going to pick that one up too. You got a good one for me? Now, uh, I, I did want to say, as y'all see on my backdrop right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I made a, a joke on Twitter the other day. Yeah, let's um, talk about it. Got a little bit of backlash. 
I said good morning to everyone. Uh, good morning to Vegeta fans only. Uh, everyone else, you know, forget them, right? Well, apparently people didn't like my post and I got a little bit of backlash for uh, <laughs> saying that. Now, the reason it got backlash for saying good, good morning to Vegeta fans is because uh, the post uh, consisted of a gentleman um, stating the fact that the only reason Vegeta is alive in Dragon Ball up to this point is because Goku spared him with his words because Krillin was about to cut that man in half with Yajirobe's sword, which is a <laughs> fact, right? So look, I feel y'all. I feel y'all wholeheartedly, right? I'm a Vegeta fan because he's one of the only well-written characters in the entirety of the series, yes. if we're being completely honest That's here. a fact. But uh, we got to also face facts. <laughs> that man was about to catch a major L and y'all just got to deal with that. Let's be real. Um, we we got to be real here. This is Mike Check Waifu Waifu. We, um, we don't sugarcoat it like that. Yeah, no, we don't. Uh, no, we don't. So I just wanted to bring that out there. Just make sure y'all know that's why I got the Vegeta background for y'all. So y'all can, <laughs> y'all can either enjoy it or hate it. It's up to y'all. Um, but we love it. Hey, uh, check out the but, YouTube version of this uh, video. We do have an official YouTube now. Um, all you got to do is just search Mike Check Waifu Waifu on YouTube and subscribe. Ooh, I saw that. Yeah. But uh, in other news, that's not um, antagonistic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shadow's house, bro. So it, it's still listed as a slice of life, but that that mystery slash horror kind of stuff came in this episode. Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't a lot. What episode are like, we talking about? This is episode four. No, episode three. It was episode okay. three. Um, in this episode, uh, our main character, El Miko, was supposed to have a class. And the class is just supposed to be basically her learning about the what she's allowed, what she's, the history, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, what ends up happening is there is a breakout of what's called a scorch. A scorch... Like all the the shadows in this house are made up of soot, right? So the the more angry they feel, the more that the soot kind of rises from their body. But when the soot gets um, collected into like large clumps, it becomes a scorch, which is like a phantom, mm -hmm. a large black creature that roams around the house and attacks people. It can kill the dolls, that kind of stuff. So the dolls are scattering to fight um, the phantom scorch. And basically the, the, how they take care of it is they have, you have to clean it, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, that's their entire job is to keep the home clean so that this kind of thing doesn't happen. Somebody wasn't doing their job basically. And one of our dolls almost get ki gets killed. She gets, comes down with soot sickness, which basically she becomes like lifeless and has no recollection of who she is until they basically wash her entirely, like with water inside and out. Mm. Um, it was kind of interesting because it didn't last long, but it was enough to like, let us see that there are other things going on in this story that may have like larger impacts on the entirety of the show. Like mm. if someone, one of our characters that we know can control such, which means that she may be able to also like, there may be others who can also do that who are causing this kind of problem. So I'm interested to kind of see where this is going. Uh, it's, it, I still want to see like darker horror type stuff, but it, yeah. otherwise it's actually extremely wholesome and cute. Like mm. it, it makes me feel like I'm happy to kind of watch slice of life. Interesting. Again, me personally still don't think it's slice of life because of all these supernatural things that, you're referring to. I just 
hard to categorize it, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, monster. What's that? Must that monster Mutsukikan or whatever? The monster house where he had all the the monster waifus. That was slice of life. No, it wasn't. That's a lie. What was it? Hentai? <laughs> I might as well have been, right? <laughs> uh, I'm a fan. Um, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> you tried to just slide it in there. Real I just slide it in there, you know. Um, man, I do want to mention that uh, it's this season is starting for me to the stuff that um. The stuff that came in and I thought was going to be good is actually good. Um, there are some stuff I'm I'm starting to, to wind down from, essentially. Now, I can't seem to stick to Shaman King right now. And it's only because I have to go to the site that shall not be named to watch it. Because Netflix did um, did what they do and they, they bought that shit up. So, nobody can have it until it's done. So, right. I, I kind of just want to wait until that's done to to continue to watch it. Now, I know it's going to be good, right? It's Shaman King. And from the three episodes that I have did watch, it's real good. But I, I just can't I can't sit through it right now. I just don't want it. I haven't been in the mood for it. Um, what what are some some shows that just get you in that mood to where you just don't feel like doing it? <laughs> like for me right now, Shaman King is definitely it. Like I, I know I like it. I just don't feel like doing it right now. I don't feel like watching it. Uh, combatants will be dispatched. Yeah. Um, I will also say. <sighs> And I want to talk about the series as a whole, but to your eternity. Yeah. The latest episode, I almost didn't really want to sit through. And it wasn't like the beginning of the episode wasn't good. It was the ending of the episode just got really dull for me. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about to your eternity. So I only watched the first episode. You watched both of them. It's out right now. As of mm-hmm. the time of recording this, we record on Sundays. <clears throat> let's talk about that real quick because everywhere on the internet was talking about how this show is spectacular. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the first episode. I'm just like, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, I wasn't impressed. How did you feel about the first episode of To Your Eternity? The first episode to me, I thought was actually really good. Um, the first episode to me was was I guess what I expected. Like, well, not what I expected. It, it was more than what I expected because I didn't I didn't know what to expect. Right, right. I thought it was a really cool concept. I like this idea. Um. Because it felt like there was a story being told and more or less that we're going to get multitudes of stories um, from this entity that is obviously like God created mm-hmm. and is not quite understanding of the world, but is going to develop into more things. And it feels like we're going to get a bunch of different stories based on how that interacts with the sure. world. I like that concept. But I, like I said, this latest episode didn't really strike home with me mm. for how it's supposed to be done. I noticed when the second episode came out, it was a lot quieter. Like nobody was all. Yeah, I, I saw a couple people talk about it, but no one like hyping it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't think it deserves the hype, to be honest. Again, the first episode was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't that special to me. I don't. What what? I guess the most interesting part is that this this guy created thing that happens to touch something that is apparently dying, um, and right. it's and it's like omniscience power, like it's it's cool, but it's like nothing. 
like it's different i guess is all i got from it i'm not right i'm not i don't know maybe i'm just not at that impressed by i guess the writing the writing was cool no, it wasn't. It wasn't even. No, it wasn't even nothing right home about either. I don't know. It, it's cool. It's okay. It's okay. I like the whole concept of this this guy created entity, fucking roaming the world. Though I think it's, that's going to be interesting. Maybe not. There's 20 episodes of this, and if you feel like the second episode was already getting dull to you, they gotta pick it up. Well, yeah. The and the thing is, is like the beginning of that of that first episode. It didn't start with our our main character. Right object whatever it's supposed to be called but that wasn't the worst part of it It, what happened what made it bad was actually when our character was involved and it felt like it started to drag because of certain things yeah because obviously the character has to develop a personality that kind of stuff and it was like literally boom halfway through the episode our characters introduced and were like okay you have no personality so it literally felt like this is, you know how, imagine watching a Studio Ghibli movie, right? Right. That moment wouldn't have felt so bad if there was another 45, 60 minutes left in the, in the entirety of it. Like it was a movie. Yeah. But it felt bad because like, this is a 25 minute episode and it felt like it was 12 minutes of nonsense <laughs> for that episode. Interesting. And I, I don't rock with that. Okay. Okay. That's a good, good way to put it because I, I understood exactly what you're talking about from there. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. Like, imagine if the, the, when uh, the parents were eating all that food in the Studio Ghibli movie, mm-hmm. imagine if that went on for 12 minutes and you just watched that part. That's kind of what it felt like. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, um, I just want to touch on this briefly. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but uh, Nagitoro at, uh, <laughs> Had a had a scene in it that was a little bit more interesting. Ooh, a little bit more interesting. So, uh, it's starting to starting to imply her feelings a little bit more. Briefly, she's still annoying as all shit. Okay, so it don't seem like she just like that. I mean, I like him flirting, but she's bullying him still. Is it still very heavy like that, or what? It's starting to wind down. Okay. Essentially, you start to see her get nervous in some instances, like, you know, she's starting to come into her own feelings, I guess is what I'm trying to say, which is cool, which is what it should be. I'm glad it's happening now rather than later, because I would I would have dropped this after because it was the third episode. Like I would have completely dropped it, like never went back to it. If what happened this episode, this third episode didn't happen. Because I was getting sick and tired of her shit. Like I was getting so fed up with her shit, it was pissing me off. Again, bullies ain't my shit. Like I don't, I don't like them. I hate them. Um, right, right. But it's. I am going to keep watching it. I do. I, I, I do still have this fucking this irk in me though with her character that I just I can't seem to escape yet. I hope that changes. I hope that gives me a reason for it to change. But I'm a I'm a I'm gonna keep going. Uh, I do think we should talk the general feelings of Demon Slayer if you're ready. Only if you're ready. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. We can do it now. Let's do it because this is what the people are here for. Now, um, we both saw the Demon Slayer movie again. This this part we are not going to spoil anything at all. Don't worry. We'll have to worry about that. No spoilers. 
Um, I won't tell overall thoughts. And yes, we are going to rate this movie. We're going to rate this movie in the second half of the show after our spoiler talk. So stick mm-hmm. around for that. Um, and if you're watching this broken out on YouTube, hi, subscribe, leave a thumbs up. We appreciate that um, because we're we're new to the YouTube, taking the YouTube thing seriously. So we appreciate it if y'all stick around and uh, subscribe and all that good stuff. All right. So tell what did you initially think of the Demon Slayer movie? No spoilers. It, there were parts that were way better than I expected. Um, like I didn't know really what like to go into expecting too much, right? Like we knew that Ren Goku was a beast, and that's really kind of like what we knew, like what he was supposed to represent. But like we didn't really know what he was supposed to represent. If you know what I'm feeling, like yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. we knew he was a Hashira. We knew he was supposed to be cold, but then we we didn't really know how how what his extent would be. So no spoilers. There, yeah, no spoilers. So yeah, a lot of there were some just overall like. It, it, there were moments where I just thought it was way better than uh, when I thought it would, and there were parts that were funnier <laughs> than I thought it would be too. It kind of, I was, I was laughing, bro. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah, I must say there was, there was uh, absolutely hilarious part, but fucking you, foldable, bro. You foldable. I swear that- to nobody does it better. Nobody does it fucking better than you, foldable. You're right, and I want to talk about that too, but I didn't want to. I didn't know if we wanted to talk too much about that. No, like, but there no. were scenes that just absolutely. It was a scene golden. It, it wasn't even scenes that like th- the look of animation and angles that brought a fucking tear to my. Eye. It wasn't anything else that brought a tear <laughs> to my. Eye, but it was the way it was animated. It brought the fucking tear to my. Eye. Like I yeah, literally was like, "Holy shit!" Sitting in this theater two specific scenes that really hit me and I will talk about them later, but two specific scenes that like with the animation alone, I was like, Oh, this is blown disgusting. back, blown this back. Disgusting. I, oh my God. I do. So want to say it did make me miss Demon Slayer. Um, and right. the, the hate is unwarranted. I must say it. The hate for Demon Slayer is fucking unwarranted. Now there is some <laughs> things that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show that we're going to spoil. That I don't want to talk about here right now, but they're like, it's unwarranted, bro. Like, yeah. you also got to remember Demon Slayer's reason Mike Check Wife Wife was here in the first place. It exists. Um, Speak- not, not because we love Demon Slayer unendingly, no. but because we had to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and as a matter of fact, why not share that story? It's been a long time since we told it. We got a lot of new listeners. So I'm going to share it with you here. The reason why Mike Check Wife Wife was because of Demon Slayer. And let me paint this picture for you. Okay. The picture goes like this. It was episode 11. Yeah, it was episode 10 and 11. I watched those two episodes. I'm like, man, I really want to fucking talk about this. Who do I know that watch anime? Initially, initially, what's funny is I hit up Legal. Legal Overdose is a friend of ours who's featured on our After Story podcast a few times. Silly dude, super chill dude. One of my good friends on the internet that I met and met what about six seven years ago crazy when i first started streaming i hit up legal i'm like yo you know we should start a podcast he's like oh yeah we should that'd be cool i'm like what should you say what should we talk about i said anime he's like man i ain't watched anime in a long time i told him never mind i'm good 
because <laughs> I just knew. And then legal is not the most consistent person. Sorry, legal to put you out on blast like that. But he's not the most consistent person when it comes to showing up, if you will, because he has, you know, obligations. He's in school um, and so on and so on. OK, I'm like, fuck. Why, after all this time, the person I've known in my life the longest, why the fuck didn't I call him first? Tell. I know Tell watches anime. Me and Tell are friends because of anime. Why the fuck didn't I call him first? So I shoot him a text message. I'm like, Tell, we should start a podcast. The first thing he does when he respond, let's do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and from there, here we are. It, it started off. I didn't have, didn't have a fucking clue what to name it. I text Tell, I'm like, man, what should we name this thing? He said, why not? Might check waifu waifu almost instantly. I'm like, well, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> we even tried to come up with a couple other names. Yeah. Just none a, of them just hit like that one. Yeah. None of them hit like my check waifu waifu. I'm like, well, shit, man, this is, this is just going to work. And I spent literally two weeks with me and tell essentially tell talking about ideas of how we're going to do it and shit. I talked to my brother who's been doing podcasts since like 2004, <laughs> like not, not 2004, 2014, excuse me. Um, and like I, I used to like help him produce a couple of them. And I'm like, man, I know he's experienced with this. And he just he literally walked me through like, this is what you want to do. This is how you want to think about it. This is how you want to go about it. And from there, my check waifu waifu was formed. But it's all because of Demon Slayer, because we just had to talk about it. Now, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Isaiah or Zay Pico on Twitter. He said mm-hmm. the reason he found us is because he was looking for somebody that broke down Demon Slayer. And that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what we did. Like, All right. From. We had we used to call the second half of the show anime talk instead of spoiler talk. Mm-hmm. And we just broke down Demon Slayer like the whole episode. We used to like talk through literally exactly what happened to <laughs> which was mm-hmm. cool. But I don't think it was like viable because it was just it was just taking too long. So we changed it up a bit. And just kind of talk to generalities, general spoilers of, of the shit. Um, but it's it's awesome to know that that show will forever have a piece of history and within this show. Now, I can't wait to get to spoilers because there's a lot I want to actually No, I can say this. I think Tanjiro is a lot better character because of this movie now than mm-hmm. I thought in this show, because in the show, I felt like he was kind of bland. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, he he. He definitely grew on me. And it was there was an incident in there now. I know you know what I'm talking about. That had me like, oh shit, this dude is a fucking beast. Now monster. <laughs> we gonna we gonna talk about that a little later. I, it's so hard to not wanna go into it because I know a lot of people are still waiting for it to come to digital. Um we're recording this literally two days after a release. So we kinda wanna give people time to watch it, but we still gonna You gotta do the spoiler talk for We gotta those. do the spoiler uh, talk. Who have watched it, mm-hmm. but you know, it's going to be at the end of the podcast, so you can listen to everything before that. Beautiful, though. Beautiful. Demon Slayer don't deserve the hate. I think, what what did we give it? Let me look it. I'm going to go to mycheckwifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewifewif
I know we like the animation. Oh no, it was the pacing. That wasn't the story. Yeah, it was the pacing. Was the pacing. So, yeah, and that's that's still. I feel like it's a warranted score. I feel like it's a good enough score to say that it's viable. Now, what's so great about this is you didn't read the manga, right? Uh, no. What's so great about this is that both of us going into this how we just blind, right? I got. I mean, I'm sure you was hit with some spoilers, and I kind of was too, but. Were you? You went mm-hmm. in with none whatsoever? Uh, I think you were because we talked about it in the episode. Like, like the 40s. Maybe. I didn't remember anything about this, though. If we, if I did get hit with spoilers, it not, didn't seem like Oh, it. not not specifically this, but the show in general. Like, the series oh. in general, I should say. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, I knew a certain thing was going to happen. I just didn't know it was this. Yeah, I know a certain thing is going to happen too because I was talking to a coworker actually. Um, Dang, that's messed up. Yeah, it was, it, and it was completely unintentional. But I was sorry. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what that spoiler. Eh, no, nah, I'm not because I don't know if you know. So, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of spoilers for it now, so you can tell me whatever the spoiler is. Okay. But, you know. Okay. We'll I, I'll talk to talk to you about it. During a break, and then you let me know if it's if I should mention it during the show. Bet, yeah, yeah, man, good movie. Uh, I can't wait to rate it. I'm looking forward to rate it again. There was one part that I have to say that I'm just like, eh, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I can see that it's it's a part that actually that I'll also say when we rate it, you probably going to be a little surprised. If you're surprised, I'm going to be more surprised than, Interesting. than you. Interesting. There's a specific thing in this, in this, I was just like, Oh, okay. I don't think I'm gonna like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Um, before we get into, get to know my check waifu waifu. Let's talk about how great Tokyo Revengers is real quick. Yes. That show is fucking fire. Um this episode. Bro. Yeah. Um I just want to say Tokyo Revengers is a must watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Revengers and Vivi are the <clears throat> two shows I, I feel like me personally you should watch. Like you know what I'm saying like they they are must watches. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, what Tokyo Revengers is doing with this writing, unbelievable, and already the main character I like a lot. Uh, and then his his friends too, his closest friends remind me of our close friends back in Maple Heights. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, maybe we were a lot tougher than those guys, but one hundred percent. But how how close they are, I think is uh is is very 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 reminiscent of what we were in the 8th grade you know what I mean Yeah, what, those characters in this series are just amazing like <laughs> absolutely uh, I loved uh, the, the female character like her moment oh Hina shine. Yeah. that shit hit hard bro facts uh, that slap <laughs> facts it was like yo, and then and the fact that they let us know that she was shaking mm-hmm. that part it, um, that all of that felt like a real heartfelt moment mm-hmm. and it also makes me think that obviously what our main character is thinking that there's more going on to this story 
Right. Uh, because those guys don't seem as shitty as it makes them seem. As it makes them seem, yeah. And what Tell's referring to is that's episode three of Tokyo Revengers. Like, fucking fire episode. This is the, clearly the best episode. And to be honest, from the moment the show start, it ramps up and gets better and better and better each fucking minute. And the only problem we had was that episode two started with a recap that lasted like five minutes. <laughs> and now we weren't, we weren't feeling that at all because you don't, you don't need that. Yeah. We, we never need a recap like that. But once it got past that moment mm-hmm. and like, well, yeah, it was episode two, but once we got past like all of that kind of stuff, like, cause episode three started off with like, it just started right off into the heat of it. You yeah. know, it got right to the action and our character is kind of like tired of it. And even what he says is like, uh, that's not enough to like break my weak heart. Right. Like right. he needs to have his weak heart broken so he can be who he needs to be to save who he wants to save. I was like, I love that vibe, yes. bro. And the friend coming out the cut, like, yeah, I'm gonna have to shank this dude. I was like, Oh, yeah. sorry about spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. I didn't want to go into too many spoilers, but that's episode three, so you're fine. Just start watching it now with the first three episodes. I promise you won't be disappointed. Like, Tokyo Revengers is special. Vivi is also extremely special from the extremely. fucking... Man, now, Tokyo Revengers does not have the animation. It doesn't. I'm going to just be straight. I like this one. No, not no. at all. Even, like, general. Like, it's it's okay. But fucking Vivi, which studios... And the sound design for Vivi, too, is just top tier. Under Yeah, like oh my god it's so so underrated this show i think like, needs more love the specific moment that really hits me for the animation and sound design is like when she kind of went into the the ai like mental state mm-hmm. and like the animation switches a little bit where it's like a little bit more saturated it mm-hmm. looks like a little bit more like flattened almost and then like you can kind of hear the sound of the switch i was like yeah oh i just love it it kind of gave me chills i was just like that's good i really like it puts you in the moment facts and my favorite part about the animation is literally literally just the close-up shots and the way that all of the ai look compared to the humans there's a different distinct look between ais and humans in that show that is so important but yet subtle like it's super subtle but it's super important there's this one shine mark that always it's always on their cheek and then when, mm-hmm, super it's super shiny right there on their cheek you would notice it now that I mentioned it. Once you start watching Vivi, I promise. And then there's this, like, there's always these zoom up face shots of the Android face to remind you, like, hey, this is an AI. On top of that, our main character, Vivi, or Diva, uh, is technically is her real name. Mm-hmm. Her, I, I don't want to call it a mental because it's not hurt. AI circuitry, I don't fucking know, whatever you want, <laughs> neural system <laughs> is she's an AI, so she's obviously super dull. But I can feel her trying to learn and figure out the scenario. I can feel something. Is this is it feelings? No, obviously not. It's AI, but it's something it's something that clicks with me that that I don't I don't even know how to explain it because it's just that fucking good. And I think it's the writing. It has to be right. the writing. And I think part of it is the fact that like they're trying to get us to see like can AI intelligence develop mm-hmm. emotions and feelings and stuff because that's where I think they're going to get to at some point that yeah. Vivi develops those things like yes yeah, she has a mission but what does that mission evolve into yeah 
uh, obviously we'll talk about that another time because we do got a lot to talk about with Demon Slayer. But bruh, I love I love Vivi just like you do, bro. Yeah. It's 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 actually one of the bangers for this season for sure. Her yeah, she's she's incredible. The show is incredible. Yes, yes, and yes. The, the overall implications of what's going on in the show is fucking mind boggling to me. Yeah, it's so it's. For one, you got you got to have fast eyes. I'm not gonna lie. There's like three storylines. <laughs> yeah, and they go by they, the the subtitles go by so quick. So if you're not fast with reading, I'm sorry. You might want to wait for a dub or something, or slow it down or something, because they move. <laughs> he says, "Slow it down. Yeah, do do whatever you got to do." Because there's a lot of words in this show mm-hmm. that if you miss a scene by blinking, you will miss a lot. <laughs> a lot of important stuff is always said. But that's the point there, and I watch stuff in double double speed. You yeah, know? he's a psychopath, but <laughs> that's okay. He's my psychopath. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, man, what a what a crime to humanity! Humanity, but I guess he's an AI, so it don't matter. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Never. Uh, robot tell. Um, yeah, man, good stuff, man. Let's get to know my check waifu waifu. And get into this Demon Slayer spoiler talking review. You rolling the numbers, bro. We got yes, 82. 82 is the numbers? Okay. Random number. I forgot I was rolling numbers. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this is the part of the show where we get to know my tech wife, wife, fool, where one of us rolls a random number generator and the other reads the question associated with that number. And the number tonight is 71. Bet. Number 71. What do you do to stay fit? Okay, so let's talk about me and my past because right now I'm not, I'm not so fit. So before we're tell, not, we're not judging you, bro. Before tell get into his shit because he has a whole bag literally. Okay, for me, for me, I used to, I used to do this a lot. Before I would work out, I would run three miles, no questions asked. I would just run three miles because I was always, always big on cardio and and running in general. Okay. I never ran track or anything like that. Played a little bit of football, but that's neither here nor there. I was always about running and building up my, I, what you call it? You know, the, the fucking muscly terms. Yeah. Well, what? Your cardiovascular system. Mm-hmm. Your, Just getting yeah, out of use always. Yeah. And three miles was probably, was probably too much, but I always did that. And then I would just do literal basic shit, like literal basic push-ups because I didn't have much to, to work with. All I had was more than enough. All I had was like a treadmill. So I would do push-ups. I would do like I would do 15 push-ups and then I would do uh fucking uh where you would push up, jump up, and then jump up in the air. Burpees. Yes, there it is. Thank you. Burpees. I would do that and I would do sit-ups, 15 sets of that, and then I'll switch to push-ups again, 15 sets of that, and then do the burpees and then keep going like and just keep doing that over and over and over. And man, that was the best I've ever felt. Like before that, I used to go to Lifetime. I used to do everything at Lifetime when I could, but it was always starting off with that three-mile run. And then I would do two more miles after I was done doing all of that, the sit-ups, push-ups, and burpees and shit like that. So I would run a total of five miles and then do all of that shit. First things first, burpees is a psychopath's favorite exercise. Um, <laughs> so we know what Polo is if he, if he loves burpees so yeah, much. Yeah. Um, I like that, though. I mean... Hey, it's a literally a full body everything exercise. You do all of it basically. That's what I try to do. Um, now 
Now I just sit on my ass and do nothing. <laughs> we gonna work on that when we uh, get yes. you sliding up out of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, me Monday is leg day, so I only do legs. Um, maybe sometimes a little bit of back. I start off with five minutes of cardio and then I end with five minutes of cardio. I do core every single day um, in between exercises or I do like a specific 10 minute core like circuit. Mm -hmm. Just depends on what we do. Uh, Tuesdays or the second day is um, normally chest and shoulders. Um, Same thing. Five minutes of cardio to begin, five minutes of cardio to end and core every day. We never, we never skip core. Wednesdays, biceps and triceps. Sometimes I add back, depending on if I did back on Monday, five minutes, you know, cardio. We do the cardio every day. Um, Thursday, back to legs because, you know, fuck them legs up. (laughs) And then uh, Fridays, sometimes I do full body, like everything but legs. See, now the difference between toes and mine is that mine is done every three days. He's he doing some shit every day. <laughs> it's <laughs> so only five days, yeah, which is cool, which is which is perfectly fine. And when I when I get there, it's I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna have to start me off small, um, and then help me get this together. Cause uh, we got you, bro. We're gonna take this quick break, but when we come back, okay? When we come back, oh, you know what I forgot to do. Shout out, to at, shout out to at underscore Rob J. I forgot to fucking finish the playlist for Spotify. God damn it. But when we come back from this lo-fi joint that's going to be on a playlist that I'm putting together of all of my check waifu waifu lo-fi, lo-fi songs, we're going to talk Demon Slayer. We're going to talk full spoilers and then we're going to review. Um, Maybe we should review first and then full spoilers. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is different than what we normally do, but I, I feel like we should. All right, we'll see y'all right after this.
Episode 97, Mike Check Waifu Waifu, brought to you by DontTalkShop.com and Lou Complex. Patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu, get access to the After Story podcast as well as early access to the video version of this podcast and some other exclusive content there too as well. Um, now, we are going to review <laughs> Demon Slayer Mugen Drain first before we dive into spoilers. So, anyway. This is the review of Demon Slayer Mugen Train. No spoilers. If you're familiar with my check waifu waifu, we have a patented review scale that goes a little bit of something like this. We take five categories. We rate them individually using the 20 point scale. So one, 1.5, two, 2.5, all the way up into 10, 20 point scale. And after we rate all five categories, we then combine all those categories together and to give us our overall score. For each person and then we bring those two scores together to give the overall final score for whatever we're reviewing in this case demon slayer mugen train so where do you want to start off tell uh, um let's go with where we both both kind of get a little bit of a difference and that's sound design copy that where do you what do you mean by a little bit of a difference so you watch the dub. Mm-hmm. I watch the sub. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a little bit of difference on t- in terms of like how the voice actors were, mm-hmm. but everything else is, should be the same. Absolutely. So uh, where where do you sit on? Um, well, let's see. Let's look at this. My idea of the sound design. There was a lot of it was just really really good, especially for yeah. Before we get to that, sorry, uh, real quick. So. The one of one of the five categories is the five categories are I should say this first, animation, yeah. sound design, pacing, plot, and characters. So we're gonna start off with sound design, like Tell said, and that includes the soundtrack composition, sound effects, and how well the sounds tied into the visuals. So keep that in mind when we're we're reviewing this. Sorry about that. Right. So um, overall, for sound design, like the voice acting to me was the best part of it. 
um, especially towards the more emotional scenes, uh, the emotional scenes really, really hit hard for me. Now, um, when they are fighting and you hear the sword swooshing around and the train moving and uh, when they were going into the dream world and they kind of, you know, you, you, you're in the, the world with the snow and whatnot. A lot of that really like in terms of the sound to me, they pay a lot of attention to detail just wasn't like uh, the best I've, I've seen, but it was still really good. So I gave sound design an 8.5. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So again, like as he stated, I watched the dub. Okay. Now, um, those of you who are familiar with, with us, um, well, with the review system, we don't really rank the voice acting a part of the sound design, but I am going to mention the dub voice acting and me not being a sub elitist or anything special like that. Uh, the, the dub, if you close your eyes, it was good. If you didn't know who was talking, what character was who, the actors performed well. I want to get that clear. The actors performed well. Tell said there were some emotional scenes. They performed that shit well, but it just opening my eyes and looking at the characters and when it comes out of their mouths, it did not feel right. Now, I want to state that it was the three main characters who sound the absolute worst for me. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, side characters, villains sounded great, which was weird to me because normally it's the opposite. The side characters was fucking phenomenal. They had Matthew Mercer as the, uh, the head of the, the Demon Slayer core. So mm. the dude with the veins and shit. So he fucking killed it. Obviously it's Matthew Mercer. He was, yep. you know, you know, he had a very short scene, Um, but they're uh, fucking flame, high, uh, flame pillar. Amazing. A fucking amazing voice actor in English. Like I was shocked. I'm like, Oh shit. He's actually really fucking good. <laughs> He's killing it. But everybody else in Nosuke is in it too. And Tanjiro sounds fucking awful. It just don't, it don't work. But outside of that music, beautifully, beautifully uh, done composition. Like seriously, it, the music was spectacular. And yeah, it, I, it was, it was kind of, it was a more emphatic sound design than it was in the show, obviously, because it was movie, movie budget quality. Right. Um, And then the, um, some of the sound effects that happened between the fights fucking incredible like fire force incredible uh for me it was a lot better than it and again these are theater thoughts so it's a little bit harder to wrap my head around because obviously bases hit you no know, shit was louder that dolby atmos and of course right um with that into consideration i am going to give it i'm going to give it in 8.5 myself. I'm I'm with there. I'm right there with you. Like it wasn't. It wasn't Fire Force. But there was scenes that had Fire Force quality-esque. Um, right. But it wasn't. That standout-ish. Beautiful music though. Yeah. Carried by the music. But it was also a music. It was a, a movie right. So you expected mm-hmm. the music to be. A lot more impactful. Than Bombastic, if you're yeah. watching a regular series. Yeah. So I agree. Um, the music was on point for it, okay. but there's just other stuff was just, it was okay. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, what's the next one you want to do? Let's do, uh, 
let's do something that was weird for me, and I'm gonna say plot. Uh, mm-hmm. The the plot obviously takes place right after the end of season one of Demon Slayer, so it like literally picks up the continuation from that. Um, and again, I'm not gonna go into details or spoilers of the of the plot yet. That's in this, that's after this review. But there was a, a part of the plot that came in out of fucking nowhere that did not make any sense. It felt like it was a deleted scene somewhere that didn't bridge kind of what happened. And that's the final fight. Um, why did it happen? Who decided that it was going to happen? Like, it felt like something missing. It was a gap in that, which felt weird. Before that, um, the the plan of the antagonist was strong. Um, he had some motivations, but this goes into like the character problem in Demon Slayer. Sometimes they don't they don't fully deliver on relatability. Yeah. So the plot is the overall story and how it was uh written and how the story resonated with you with us as a viewer. Um. Yeah. For me, I it it was cool like it was good i just didn't fucking understand uh, one gap in there that that had me think like what the fuck why did that happen though you know what i mean it was just one right. piece outside of that enjoyed it all i fucking love this story like way better than i did almost any other story and <laughs> demon slayer to be honest um i give this story a nine minus if that if that one plot hole wasn't there it would be a 10 for me story had me captivated the entire time jaw to the floor uh emotional i it, it was very emotional uh and yeah i think this was one of the stronger stories in demon slayer uh for me so I do, uh, I agree that the, it was about the similar plot holes and it, it almost felt like where they inserted that specific issue you were speaking of to me felt like it made the villain that felt like it was supposed to be the main villain, the whole title villain, mm-hmm. like a secondary villain, almost mm-hmm. like, like our, our Mugen train villain wasn't the main villain anymore. And yeah, while I I do think that final fight was cool, incredible. It, it it took a lot away from the credibility of what we saw, but also like kind of gave the other credibility, but yes. still lost his credibility as yes. well. Yes, yes. So there was kind of like too many levels in that for me. Uh, a lot of what happened on the train I thought was really cool. Fantastic. Um, yes. I I wish that they would have given that that main what felt like was supposed to be the whole title of the movie wish they would have given that one a little bit more like i guess more to it yeah you know so i gave the plot an eight okay. out of ten so yeah i completely understand why i i just felt it the story just resonated with me a lot more than i ever thought it would I mean, no, I agree, yeah. especially like in their their personal dream worlds mm-hmm. like when goku's dream to mm-hmm. me fire <sighs> Literally, like figuratively. This, this man can't even find happiness in his dreams for real. Crazy. <laughs> Bro. All right. Uh, let's go to characters. Uh, Man, to be honest, this, 
this um, solved a big problem for me that I had with Tanjiro. I mm-hmm. always since since the show, since I started watching the show, I always feel like Tanjiro was just kind of like bland outside of like the first episode. I feel like he was just kind of a dull main character who was I'm good, so I'm gonna do good. I'm pure, so I'm gonna be pure. Yeah, I'm just kind of, kind of just, kind of just rocking with it. And um, again, characters are reliability, overall development, growth of the characters, and were they memorable? This one literally opened up my eyes to Tanjiro as a character. He's his development, his again growth, and his. He was literally the character in the focal point. He yeah, was everything. Yeah, yeah. And I felt it's crazy because again, we're gonna get into it in the spoiler talk. But there was one scene that was reminiscent of another one of our favorite shows of all time that blew me all the way to fuck back. And I'm like, I respect I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, I know you know what I'm talking about. I respect him so much more now than I've ever have in in past. Tanjiro is a better character for this movie. He's a stronger character for this movie. And he's a much more likable character for this movie. So for me, the impact of the characters of this movie, Zenetsu's still trash to me outside of him, thank God, being asleep for most of it. Uh, Inosuke. Made him good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what made him good. Inosuke, fucking phenomenal the entire episode. He's one of my favorite characters in the entire show. Um, and then obviously the Hashirama fucking fire, pun intended. He's incredible. So, and and that point that you made about him in his dream world, the fact that he still always was smiling, almost no matter what, with that fucking, it, it resonated with me so well. So, for yep. me, the characters is also a nine. Uh, so... They carry, the characters impl- imply kind of carry this movie. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, because there's one more part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tripping. Uh... So yeah, uh, the characters to me were, this was one of the better showing for the characters for De- um, Demon Slayer. So I agree with you. Um, I actually also agree that Zenetsu was very weak in the <laughs> yeah. entirety of the movie. He had his one moment. Um, his dream world though, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I, I laughed out loud. Also, yeah. Inosuke's dream world was fucking also hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just felt creative and it felt like this, these are who these characters are. Right. So those are actually very good character building moments to like see inside the mind of these characters. But then you go into like Tandro's character world and, or his dream world. And it was like, so strong. It was like when they got to like his soul part, mm-hmm. the vibrancy yes. and the, that, yes. that shit just hit home. And we'll talk about that a little bit more because there's a specific part of that just really resonated with me as well. Um, Rengoku, 100% an amazing character. And even like the the surprise villain at the end, I kind of liked his character as well. Just like the overall tenacity and willpower of that character to me just seemed amazing. Uh, Tandro showing at the end, like yeah. his moment where he had to yell. <sighs> Dude, the dub, if, if you close your eyes, that dub voice actor killed that shit. Killed it. Killed Bro, I believe shit. you. I believe you because I was feeling it. I was in the mood too. Mm-hmm. I gave the characters a nine. Yeah. Fire. Fire, man. Fire. Uh next, I feel like we should go to the pacing, episode to episode, or in this case, uh moment <clears throat> to moment. Uh the strength and the continuity and how the story both developed and unfolded as this as the movie went on. Um so 
Yeah. You want to start? You want to start this one? Okay. Uh, I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Let me take it. Because mm-hmm. the pacing to me <clears throat> was one of the, the weaker parts. Yes. I mean, uh, this, I understand this is supposed to be like an entire arc. It did, it felt like it fit well into a movie, but there were parts of it that just felt slow. Like mm. they didn't need to necessarily be there or like the pacing was, was inadequate. Like there were some moments when I, like I felt like they were supposed to be sad, but then sometimes it felt like a little dragged or uh, other moments where I just felt like we just didn't necessarily need the entirety of that whole scene. It wasn't like, it wasn't the worst pacing I've seen. It just w- was slightly above average in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, uh I gave the pacing an eight because it was just like, it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it was just like for how well everything else performed, the pacing stood out to me as like, they could have done, they could have given us, like I said, they, what I wanted more of was they could have given us more of that demon train fight, making that seem like that character was more significant by how they, like how they showcase things. Mm. It's more or less, I guess how I feel. And given the characters i guess more overall pacing like like the the moments for the characters to really shine like we only really had like i guess we had three characters really shining this like they were supposed to but i guess they could have given that that spread that time out a little bit better to make it not feel like this part was meaningless but it was long into this part that came out of nowhere i guess it's kind of how i feel almost like it's almost like kind of how i feel about the plot uh yeah, for me, the the pacing is where I was. Um, I I, I kind of categorized that that final fight. It's it's kind of where I categorized the the pacing being the problem for me, because it kind of, and to me personally, tells a little bit different uh, clearly. But the, I think the beginning of this 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 was the perfect arc to make a movie. Because episode to episode, it should have been way too slow. But I think as a movie, as a whole, it was perfect. Be- perfectly paced at the beginning from when, you know, they're, they're on the train. The train, you know, uh, the situation uh, happens. Uh, and then they, they drain. That that pacing to me was perfect. Everybody got their equal time. Obviously, main character a little bit more than the others. Yeah. And then when a f- fight happened, it felt like, that was rushed to get to that other fight that just happened to pop up out of nowhere. That yeah. t- the second half of the movie was where the pacing became a problem for me. And that's why I rate the the pacing a 7.5, but the story a nine because the story was fucking great. But the pacing of that second half of the movie was kind of like bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? Um, right. Which kind of threw off a lot of, of the movie, but I do think this movie there'll be no better way to do it right well obviously there was some better way to do it just make the movie a little longer and i feel like they were afraid to do that so they cut out some stuff and that's and that screwed the pacing all the way up for me they could have made this a two and a half hour movie i think gave it another 30 minutes maybe you know we learn why they decided to do what they did or you know send who they sent i guess in this particular case it just it didn't it didn't. It didn't vibe right with the pacing because it, it just felt definitely sped up at the end there. So, for me, that's why I got a seven point five. All right, last but certainly not fucking least, 
The easiest part of the rating, animation, art style, visual direction, scenery, overall viewing experience. It's a 10. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not even going to fucking. There's no, there's no real reason to talk about it. There's it's no a 10. absolute, no fucking reason to even talk to about it anymore. It's a 10. And I, I think we both give it 10s, right? <clears throat> yeah. We, we on that same page. Okay. So, so while Tell yeah. tallies up the scores from each of us. I just want to say subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. We appreciate that. Link will be in the show notes. And then I promise Rob J that I was going to get a Spotify playlist done. It's not going to be done this week, sadly, because I forgot about it. <laughs> but I will make sure we get Spotify playlists with all the lo-fi joints that we use during the break. All in one spot for you. So you can hear it all. The playlist is going to be so fire. It's going to be incredible. Looking forward to it. And also... I'm looking forward to Demon Slayer season two. For fucking sure. But after after we get this score, we're going to go ahead and talk full spoilers. Man, I, I, I've been fucking teasing myself with these spoilers, but I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. So. We gave. This series. Well, Polo gave it a 8.8 out of 10 with a 10 in animation, 8.5 in sound design, 7.5 in pacing, 9 in plot, and 9 in characters. It got an 8.7 out of 10 from me with a 10 in animation, uh, 8.5 in sound design, 8 in pacing, 8 in plot, and 9 in characters, um, which overall is 8.75 on the Mike Check Waifu Waifu scale, which actually puts it... Right, right, basically, right next to uh, its original score. <laughs> yeah, right below what? What was it? Eight point seven five. Yeah, eight point seven five. So above you raced <laughs> below fucking B stars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our animation was a ten. <laughs> let's talk about our rated anime. Uh, we have twenty. 22, 91 days. Banana Fish is number 20. Uh, 91 days is not 6.4. Banana Fish is 7.3. Dr. Stone is 7.8. My Hero Season 4 specifically, 7.9. Gangsta, 7.95. Shivery of a Fell Knight, 7.95. Bungle, Stray Dogs, 8.4. Darwin's Game at number 14 at 8.5. Made in Abyss. Shout out to Blanda Made in Abyss. Number 13 is at 8.5. Steins Gate, 8.65. Erased, 8.75. <laughs> Demon Slayer Mugen Train Movie, 8.85 or 8.75. Beastars, 8.85. Demon Slayer, 8.8. Vinland Saga, 9.25. Grimgar, 9.3. Promise Neverland, <laughs> 9.3. Fire Force, 9.35. All right. <laughs> Fire Force is 9.35. Uh, MT- MTC series? What is that? <laughs> Do we both forget? It's high as fuck. What is MTC? Series. I don't know. I ain't put that in there. <laughs> There's got to be something. MTC series, 9.45. I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Clannad, 8. Uh, 9.8 at number three. Jujutsu My Kaisen. Team romantic comedy. My Team Romantic. I'm fucking drunk. Okay. 
my teen romantic comedy series because we rated the series as a whole 9.45 definitely worth real good rating yes (laughs) we're tripping (laughs) (laughs) 9.8 Jujutsu Kaisen 9.86 shout out to Noxie PM number one Astro Lost in Space at 10 fire dude fire all right now Rengoku Rengoku dude Rengoku <laughs> now we will go into full spoilers of Demon Slayer Mugen Train full spoilers no host bar if you haven't seen it pause the podcast come back and visit us now full spoilers for Demon Slayer Mugen Train this is your final warning let's go uh that opening scene bro I can tell I thought I was confused I was like is this real life is this real life? Is live action? What the <laughs> what fuck the is going fuck on is here? Going on. I felt the same way. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I was like, I was like, there's no way you photo will popped off like this straight up for the opening scene. Like it just turned on. I'm just like, bro, never, never. I never seen CGI that looks this good in anime before in my life. In my As life, fact. it was blended so fucking well with the animation. I was blown back the only the, the part that didn't look as good was the demon like when he got all mushy he, and shit. yeah that, that was the only part that didn't look good but i swear everything else was so good i didn't even care oh my god me either the, uh, rengoku fucking shit dude the the snow <sighs> my gosh man like and then when i was talking about like the animation i, I didn't really want to jump too much into it the, the so that opening scene really had me shook on how beautiful it was. And then when they were in Tandro's like dream and they were like scaling around like the forest and it was snowing, yes. it just felt like they were in like a, a real world, but, yes. but like with the camera going around, looking at Tandro, I'm like, what, what the fuck is Tandro doing in this real world walking around like that? I don't know how the fuck they gave us this animation, like cartoon, like animated drawn foreground that felt 3D. But it wasn't. It was still drawn. It was like CGI, but not CGI, but 3D, but not fucking yeah, bro. crazy, bro. The that layers, the trees, my whole mind back. the trees in that forest you were just talking about, the layers between them, the space. Oh, my God. They did. They, photo- they seem like an actual forest. Like it was. It, was yes. it didn't seem like, you know, how sometimes they just line trees up like they mm-hmm. were all like meant like a checkerboard. Like, That's mm-hmm. stupid. Why would you do that? It felt like you were actually in the woods or a forest where the trees were just like yes. like sporadic but it didn't seem out of place the best did a great job the best part too is with the direction right when they were on a on an actual train fighting when tanjiro was fighting in that tight closed space mm-hmm. you could feel the the sense of like the claustrophobia in that space where he was trying to fight right. fight the demon and shit but real quick i gotta mention why the fuck did they send that the upper third demon there I don't think I don't know if he was sent though, right? Like how else? Why else? I think he just pulled up. But like why? That's, that's what bothered me. Is cause it felt like he just pulled up. Like he didn't actually have a actually have a reason to be there. And that's what right? I was hoping. Like is that's why I feel like it was a deleted scene. Michael Jackson had to say, like, hey, go because I just sensed, you know, one of my kids dying. Something they could have did anything, bro. I was but just he like, don't care about the lower demons. But yeah, but did but why? Why would the upper three be there then? 
I don't know, bro. But let's let's just I don't know. I had that's what made me like really question as like it felt like he was out of place. Like mm-hmm. him being there, like it was a dope moment in the fight. Like Facts. the fight was dope, but there was no reason for him to for him to actually be there. Uh, the movie could have so, ended. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I, I guess even if the movie, if the movie would have ended, it still would have felt cut short, though, right? Like, but we would have got a resolution and we would have been moved on, and then they would have had to jump in straight into the anime. And it's like, all right, this is what happens right after that, which probably wouldn't have been bad. No, but you know, um, anime budget, they had that money, might as well animate it, right? Oh, shit, I forgot to mention. It. Uh, never mind. Um, I'll talk about it after the show. But I don't. I didn't get that. That was the only part that had me like, yeah, why? Why'd you? Why'd you pop up? The fight itself and yeah. fucking incredible. Ringoku. I loved, I loved them boarding the train. I loved how they explained like the actual demon's power. Yes, like with him infusing his blood with the tickets and stamping the ticket means you go to sleep. That whole concept to me, I thought that was really cool. But like, they started to kind of like th- this demon that's well planned out, well thought out, kind of devolved into like. I'm super well planned out into the, uh, okay, this is an all out brawl and I'm hiding more or less rather mm-hmm. than like fighting. He didn't, he didn't feel like, he felt like for a demon, like we had, what's his, what's his name? Ruri or whatever his name yeah, was, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The spider demon dude. He was all about action, right? Straight smoke. He was yep. trying to kill everything. Um, but this demon, he, while he was able to fight, it felt like his whole fight was self-defense. Like he mm-hmm. was defending himself from from being killed rather than being the and, attacker. And, and trying to eat too. Like you're just trying to eat humans. Right. Like, yeah, I feel weird. Right. So that that was part of the my issue with that character themselves. I see what you're saying. But like the character, like the character didn't bother me. Like I liked the character. Yeah, it was more too. like they just put him on on the back heel the whole time. Yes. Which felt like how he gets surprised so bad when he'd been planning this for however long and he knew that Rengoku was here. So he should have had like, I don't know, it felt like he should have had a plan for it. Yeah, I feel like he, why did it feel like he thought he could beat Rengoku if Rengoku was by himself when it was clear as fucking day he wouldn't be able to fucking fuck yeah, with it, Rengoku it was, at all. It, it was all, it was free. Rengoku got that for free. Easy, yeah. Um, so, but like, yeah, yeah, Tandro, um, Inosuke, Zenetsu would have a problem, but that's that's what you were talking about when you were talking about Zenetsu, uh, or not Zenetsu, Tandro kind of blew you back when when he had him sleep and he was in the middle of the fight and he's like, Gosh, killing himself, like, bro. Yes, that he, he it was his Subaru moment, but I'm thought about like, damn, how fucking strong do you have to be to realize like. I'm falling asleep, but the only I know I know the way to wake up is kill myself in my dream. So he's doing that over and over instantly too. Over. Like he gets into the dream, and he, and then like they kind of give us that flash where he sees like what dude is showing him in the dream, yep. and he says like my family would never say that to me, and just boom, get back out the dream. Yep. Let me come for that neck. And, and when he was, what, what's crazy is I'm so sorry. When he it was so when it's so crazy is that the moment that he was running at him when he was still in his human form. The uh, antagonist was still in his human form. He was running at him and he was hitting him with it. Foul. And he was falling and he would come back up. I instantly knew what he was doing. And that, mm-hmm. that's what blew me that. back. That's what blew me back. I'm like, this motherfucker is, is super right now. And I'm like, he's literally doing this right now in the middle of a fucking fight. I was 
it was crazy. It was crazy emotional for me. And that's what made me fall in love with him more. I'm like, you got to be mentally powerful. But that wasn't even the only part. It was more of the part that like when like when he initially went to the dream, seeing him like react to his family and that overall sense of like him being comfortable around them. That whole scenario to me was just like heartwarming growth. Yeah. Um, More character. Yeah, that hit that kind of hit hard for me. And then uh, when they took when they went into his like soul, his spirit like realm part. Uh, the fact that his soul itself was like, yeah, we know you're here to hurt us, but like, you know, I'll take you here. And that like, you didn't have a choice but to feel warm about how, how his, how he overall was. It was an endless void of just like peace and calmness. Mm -hmm. And I only wanted to see, only thing I wanted to see was when that, that upper three ran away what that inner soul looked like as boy was Tanjiro. Pissed. I loved that, bro. That's another moment that made me love Tondra. I was yep. like, he goes up on the character list for that too. Yeah. Like he was straight. He was like, he took his sword, lit that bitch over and threw it, yeah. hit him in the back. And I was like, let's go, Tondra. You all smoke. He like, let's spark. He like, we literally, we sit here and fight you at a disadvantage every all single chance the time. we get. Yes. And you can't, you all you all you can do is run. All you can do is run because you can't handle this. Oh, it was beautiful. That was, was wonderful. Like, that was absolute my one of my favorite parts of the entire thing. But my other favorite part comes from my favorite character in Osuke. Okay, mm-hmm. when Tanjiro Inosuke was amazing in this movie, and fucking incredible. He was when he was eyes were in the middle trying to protect his his neck, and they were he was falling asleep, falling asleep, cutting himself, falling asleep, cutting himself, falling asleep. I got to mm-hmm. keep my eyes open. I got to keep my eyes closed. I mean, I got to keep my eyes closed. He kept his eyes closed, coming back to life, and he was about to fucking cut himself in real life. I literally squeezed the side of my fucking chair so hard. I know fucking Tanjiro wasn't going to die, but I still, I, I squeezed my chair so hard, like, no, because he was about to kill himself <laughs> in, in real life. And, and Nosuke comes down like, you're not sleeping, motherfucker. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. No, it was like, bro, don't don't do that stupidness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that part was sick, man. That part was, was real sick. And the fact that they couldn't put him back to sleep because of the mask and he didn't know where he was looking, I'm like, this shit is sick. Yeah. Fucking that, no it, it was dope. like also like cause it, that's well thought out because you can't really tell where he's look where he's looking because the the eyes on the mask just look wherever, right? Yep, yep. Like you don't know where he's actually looking. Fucking it, dude, beast form. Fucking oh, his beast form is so good. It, his his beast style, and you know what I did like also too. That kind of just built the lore of the world a little bit more. When they were talking about, there's always been a fire and a water Hashira, right? Mm-hmm. But he was saying um, that. Uh, the other forms after like outside of the top five or regular five are all just like offshoots and the beast style. What is that an offshoot of? Is that the offshoot of like the wind? Is that an offshoot of the earth? Yeah. And I'm just like, that's super cool. Cause we do know that, uh, Inosuke didn't have a master. He just learned by himself. Yep. And the, in the mountains, mm-hmm. which is fucking sick. The demon <laughs> straight demon. Fuck. Fucking monster. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, it's Netsu in the fucking train it, half sleep. Is that why Demon became is Demon Slayer the reason why Demon became like our slogan? <laughs> Could be. It's fucking it's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking, oh man. Is that now, fucking demon, man? Now Rengoku obviously is a fucking goat tier character, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Easily. <sighs> he under he under spot in my heart. Yes. Um 
specifically for like his overall fight, like because how we, he fought. And we both love the fire element too, so it's like, oh, it's like our uh, shit. It's our <laughs> shit, and uh, but yes, uh, fucking uh, Rengoku, he earned a spot in my heart. But like also when he went to his world, mm-hmm. his dream, and he had that talk with his with his father, he came out. His brother was like. Um, what if I become a, a Hashira too? Will, will dad love us, love me too? And he's like, look, I'm going to be honest. He didn't even give a fuck about me. Dad's not happy with me being a Hashira. He doesn't care. Uh, but don't let that kill your spirit. You know, keep your spirit burning. I was like, let's go, yep. Rengoku. Because the reality is, it's like he said to his brother, you have something that I don't have. And that's a brother who loves you and will support you. Right. And I'm just like, that's a fact. That you is know? a fact. Because... Like you got a big brother who's gonna look out for you, and he went out there. And even though obviously Rengoku dies um, at the end, he put everything on the line. You know, he gave us like a, a might guy set your spirit ablaze moment, and yes, hard, bro. Rengoku won. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, easy. He did not take that L because dude had to run mm-hmm. one, and Rengoku. <laughs> He gave up everything to make sure, dude. No, this ain't this ain't no no everyday fight right here. Right. This is your, this is gonna be either your last fight or you are gonna remember this forever. Yeah, and what's cool about what this movie did was the way it showed everybody's subconscious. It was so good. He, he obviously has the burning passion, so his was was molting fire and shit. Um, when they show. The way they show and what made the the plot so good for me was the way they show everybody else's dream, like subconscious before they sold Tanjiro's was it it put into perspective how pure he is, Mm -hmm. which 100 percent made sense for all the shit that he did in like in the past episodes and shit. So much more valid for me, like him crying whenever he killed a demon because he felt bad, you know, like. That shit earned Tanjiro a higher place in my fucking character list too. Like yeah. him obviously screaming at that upper three was important. Like it was the most important part of the entire movie. But understanding who he is and why he is is was a huge help for that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. Tanjiro in this movie was a ten out of ten himself. Facts, like facts. he was a whole ten. Rengoku was a ten. It was the other stuff around those two that wasn't tens. Inosuke was a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, okay, so for one, Rengoku's mom is a waifu. True, she was bad with, with red eyes. Yep. I, fucking Nezuko was so cute. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> stand cute. it. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> uh, she just didn't have enough time to shine. I know. It, it. She just was put on the back burner when it was a Netsu, and I didn't like that at all. And that's that's all I got. <laughs> oh I love this movie God. though. I love this movie so much. It it was a really good movie. I want to actually watch it in dub. You should. And I'll watch rewatching the sub when it comes to streaming services. Dub wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't as bad. Like you took it took me about 30 minutes or so to get used to hearing it because I kept I kept doing this. <laughs> but once I got Hello. once I got adjusted, my head got adjusted to what they sounded like. It was, it was, I was able to watch it fine and become attached to the moment to moment happenings of the movie. Right, right. All right, let's wrap it up, bro. 
All right, so we just finished spoiler talk on our Mugen Train Demon Slayer movie. Uh, let us know what you thought about it. What did you rate it? Um, is Mike Check Waifu Waifu's 8.75 good enough? Uh, we think so. <laughs> Could be a little bit better, maybe. But, hey, it's right up there with the with the original series. Um, <clears throat> we had our break, and then we also had Get to Know Mike Check Waifu Waifu. What do you guys do to stay fit? If you do anything at all, let us know. Um we also talked about how Tokyo Revengers and Vivi are both Fucking series fire. that you should be watching right now. Um, don't sleep on them. So I mean, if you too. are, you know, you need to get on that. We also had a spoiler free Demon Slayer talk. So if you obviously if you made it this far, you probably already been spoiled. But, you know, <laughs> if you made it to the end for whatever reason, you skip right here. We had the spoiler talk for you. Uh, Polo also talked about Nagataro and how he was almost fed up, almost fed up with the series. And you know yes. what? He good now because they they kind of they kind of given other signs. Yes, sir. Um, we also talked about how we can't sit through a couple of series. Polo can't sit through Shaman King right now, and I just that two year eternity. I almost turned it off on that second half of that episode. It just wasn't really that good. Interesting. Um, Shadows House, a personal series I'm personally enjoying. Um, let us know if you watch it. Is it a slice of life or no? Polo says no. Uh, also, this Vegeta backdrop. Um, I'm bringing you your daily dose of Mike check waifu waifu chaos if we have any <laughs> and then polo also talked about osamaki uh the rom-com childhood friend who won't lose which i'm adding that to the list very good very fucking good that's been episode 97 i'm at polo born fly on all social media i'm at king Teliano on all social media you can follow our social medias at mike check waifu on twitter and at mike check waifu waifu on instagram and as always mike, mike, mike check, 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 check. I love that echo. You're now tuned into Mike Check Waifu Waifu.